Welcome to the Advent Sermons and Conversations podcast. This is the sermon half. The sermon was given by Vicar Deacon Abby Fairjack on October 21st, the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost. You can find the readings for this week in the podcast description. So it's so wonderful to be with you this morning. I feel so blessed to be your vicar for the next few years, and I want to thank you for being on that journey with me. And as we begin that journey together, I think there's something important you should know about me. I am a planner. So I enjoy spending time looking at my calendar and thinking logistically and methodically through what needs to be done in order for the items on said calendar to happen. I also love the process of planning trips, which is something my wife Becca shares. So when we were planning a hiking vacation to Scotland a few years ago, I was not surprised when she sent me an article written by a psychologist that said planning trips often brings you more pleasure than going on the trip. Sounded about right to me. Because no matter how well you plan a trip, there's always going to be hiccups. And last year, this last, over the course of this last year, my love of planning has been taken to a new level when we are getting ready for our son Harry to arrive. Pregnancy, birth, planning, parenting, those are topics that endless books, articles, and blogs exist in order to help you plan and prepare for. But God knows nothing can help you prepare for the the adventure that is parenting, as I have discovered. In today's gospel, we encounter two disciples who are focused on planning for the future and securing their spot of honor in it. They had probably spent months and years thinking about what this new kingdom that Jesus promises would be like. A kingdom where they would be free from oppression. A kingdom where the good people would finally be in power. They had left everything. Family, friends, communities, jobs. They had left all of this and so much more to follow Jesus. And all that they had given up would finally be rewarded and soon. The problem with making plans is that often reality doesn't live up to those carefully laid plans. A lesson James and John learn when Jesus informs them that their plans are not God's. Jesus and his disciples had been on a journey toward Jerusalem, and they're almost there. The disciples expect Jesus to fulfill their notion of a Messiah who would come to restore the kingdom of Israel a new King David to reign in justice and power. And now they're nearing Jerusalem, the seat of that power. James and John begin with a bold statement and request. Jesus, we want you to do for us what we ask of you. When you come into your glory, we want to be your number two and three. Perhaps between the two of them, they had been mulling over the details of governance in Jesus' new kingdom. A kingdom characterized by justice, not a kingdom characterized by tyranny like the Roman rule. The problem, you see, is that they were expecting something expected. Something that fit into the power dynamics and political structures with which they were familiar. 
a system where power was held at the top and power was used to rule over others. Jesus has a different kind of power and honor in mind. He flips the expected on its head. He tells them that in this community, in the community that follows Jesus, operations are nothing like they had planned. Honor is found in serving. And not just serving, but being a slave. The lowliest social position. A slave, this is where honor is found. Now the radical and shocking nature of this statement might be a bit hard for us to truly understand. We live in a culture, and particularly a church and religious culture, where service is lifted up as a good and worthy thing. But Jesus says this, and the disciples are hearing this in a context in which honor and shame were everything. And being a slave was deeply shameful. And politically, the servitude of Israel to Rome was deeply shameful. So the disciples hoped for a restoration of honor in Jesus' rule. So for Jesus to say that greatness and honor are found in service, being a slave to all, he is completely reversing the familiar system of power. Not at all what James and John had expected. Though our cultural context is different, don't we also live in a time and place where making a lot of money or having a fancy title or being famous or holding the majority in Congress makes us big shots? And if we're really honest with ourselves, don't all of us in some way long for the day when the people or the parts of us that are diminished or oppressed will have that very earthly public honor and power? While we are, of course, called to address the unjust systems of this world, and we are certainly called to strive to make them more just, fundamentally, Jesus tells us that our value isn't found in what we do or how the world views us. Power is found in powerlessness, and freedom is found in service. Martin Luther wrote about this in his work, The Freedom of the Christian. His frame for that piece of writing is the following. A Christian is Lord of all, completely free of everything. And a Christian is a servant, completely attentive to the needs of all. In the kingdom of God, we are freed from the bounds and bonds of what we expect. We are free to be servants to all. James and John didn't understand that their request to be at Jesus' right and left in glory was actually a request to take the place of the two bandits hanging on their own crosses. The cup and baptism they share with Christ is found in his death and resurrection. In dying to sin and rising in new life with Christ, we are freed from our focus on status and security. We are freed to serve. Who we are is not defined by what society says about us, a social group, a political power structure, our ability to be a good person, or our financially secure future, but by how we are in community together 
how we live in relationship with one another. If we actually trusted in this, what might we be set free to do? With what marginalized and oppressed people might we stand? What risks to our status, our power, our wealth, our security would we take for the sake of loving and serving our neighbors here and now? How might Jesus be calling us beyond the status quo of the expected to the radically unexpected? How might we be able to walk alongside Jesus like James and John? In the next few years I get to spend with you, I am excited to discover where God is calling this community to service. May Christ guide your path and our paths together. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at adventnyc.org. Our services are 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in English and 12.30 p.m. in Spanish at 93rd and Broadway.